podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the post-match show as Liverpool lose. Liverpool lost the league game. It feels very strange and they didn't just lose it. Uh, they took a bit of a battering. Uh, Watford 3, Liverpool 0. I am John Gibbons hosting this post-match show. I'm joined by Stu Wright and by Lizzie Doyle. And Stu, it's... It's something we're not used to, not just in terms of losing, but the manner in which it happened. They looked like they got out fought, they got bullied a little bit. They come up against a tough team who fought for every point. And yeah, Klopp has a saying, which is, you know, they have our points and, and we need to be greedy. We want them. They've got our points and we want them. Today, Watford looked like that side. They looked like the side who thought they've got our points. We want them. We need them more than them. And that might be true, but it's still annoying to see. Do you know what I think? I think exactly everything you've said there is spot on. Um, I think, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, you know, their attitude was everything that we'd we'd expect to see from our lads, really, or with, with with maybe greater technical ability, but ultimately, you know, that attitude of there are points, um, the discipline that that their lads showed today, um, the way they invested in the, the the plan that they had clearly as a team. They got what they deserved out the game, Watford. And to be honest with you, we got what we deserved, which which was nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think, you know, it's been we can't get on the backs too much because obviously it's been a long time coming since we've lost in the league, and it was always going to happen one day. But to see it go down so pitifully today, in the way we have three 0 away from home to Watford, the team fighting relegation, it was just, and it wasn't undeserved. Yeah, we had a lot of the ball. But at no point did it feel like we were able to sustain any pressure or convince ourselves that there was that we, if we kept knocking at the door, something was going to come of it. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Watford should be very proud of themselves. I think their manager has uh, has has made sure their team has outthought and outthought us. Yeah. It's, we'll we'll analyse the goals individually, Stu. But generally, it felt like all three of them were avoidable, and all three of them were. Situations where if we'd have shown a bit more hunger, a bit more application for defending, and yeah, just been switched on more or learnt more, then then they could have been prevented. Yeah, it, it felt like a lot of it was our own making tonight, wasn't yeah. it? To be quite honest with you, there was there was a, a, a lackadaisical, a casual approach I felt from our. Are back four at times who um, maybe that maybe we can forgive them for that because it's so. Unusual for them to be in a position where, um, you know, the 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 chasing the lads one on one with that with our keeper, you know what I mean? Or there's a break of a ball which has led to, um, them being under a certain amount of pressure. I just think, I just think that what we've got to take from this, we've got to learn some lessons. Maybe and maybe this is just me now with with hindsight, trying to make the best of the situation. But we we've got to sharpen ourselves from this. We've got to. Use this now, I think, and I think Jurgen, you know, would would say this himself. We've got to use this now to to motivate the rest of our season. We've got to use this feeling, um, and we've got to use the lessons that we've we've got to learn from today. There was times where I felt our back four were reacting instead of being proactive. I yeah. think there was times where we were caught out. Oh, that you know, we're not expecting that. For example, I think um, the one where. The one where uh, um, Saar goes through because there's a ball from the, the, the right-hand side against Robbo um, and Van Dijk's caught out. I think it was the third goal or it's, it's the second or third He's goal. The second. second goal. Second goal. And um, 
And in that situation, it, the, the the back two in Lovren and Van Dijk looked very much like. They were caught out, caught and expected. Oh, we didn't, we weren't ready for this, but we should be ready for everything. And the fact that we've been unbeaten for so long, the fact that we've been dominant for so long, inevitably, and this is no criticism of our lads, inevitably softens your senses somewhat. Inevitably makes you think that you're indestructible. Inevitably makes you think that you're unbeatable, and you're not quite as. You remember, you've, you listen, you've 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 interviewed Jamie Carragher in a. Um, He's a close personal friend. Close too. personal friend. I remember when you interviewed him for the Cy Hughes uh, book launch uh, a few years ago, and Carragher described how he spent. He didn't enjoy football in, in many respects because he spent his entire career on edge. Yeah. Whether it was on on edge because he was worried about his place, or whether it was on edge because he was worried about the opposition, or whether it was on edge within a game. And but I think that's what you want your defenders to be permanently living on 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 the edge, on the nerves. And and I think we know we we laud the fact that our defenders look so cool. Van Dijk looks so cool. Joe Gomez looks so cool on the ball, you know. But actually, we want our defenders to also to be living on the nerves because that's what keeps you sharp. And maybe, maybe, maybe that we'll get that back again. Maybe we've needed that. I mean, in terms of. Today's performance, though, Lizzie didn't defend well enough. He didn't attack well enough either. I think it's just one shot on target. You told me earlier upstairs when we were when we were doing the hot mic and you were producing for us, and we just didn't work the goalkeeper. There's the one shot from Lallana which hits the post, which he's a little bit unlucky on. But but generally speaking, you're not working the goalkeeper. You're not giving him a difficult afternoon. He's walking off the pitch thinking, oh, I thought I was going to be here, there and everywhere today. I've just had to catch a couple of crosses, but that's about it. Mm, I think it is credit to their defence, though, as to why he, he didn't have to literally lay a glove on, on the ball. I think their defence were outstanding. They were, even though there was about, like you said, about 13 or 14 of them at a time, <laughs> uh, more of them just kept appearing and appearing. But it, it's it's all credit to, to that defence. I think that just completely shut us down. And, but, I mean, there was a couple of chances which did go, well, not even chances, but there could have been chances because we kept saying to me, we get, we get, we're okay up until the point of when we get to the box. That last little bit, there was a couple of nice balls over the top, first off, some, still, so, there was there was a couple of nice passes breaking the lines when it when it looked like it was quite um, chocker, uh, is the only way to really describe it as, but the didn't come to anything at all from from anybody i think like i saw i don't know i didn't think like the crosses were that good today um i think it was a i don't know it was just it was just disappointing all around and it and we're only talking about this game so we're, we're sounding gutted because we're just reacting we i know the bigger picture and i'm okay yeah. with it and it's still not fun to get beat 3 it's not. Fun, it's not fun to get beat 3 now. now. I thought if we were going to get beat or when we were going to get beat, I should say rather than if, it would be in a completely different manner. I didn't think it would be folding to Watford away. Yeah. And I don't want to take away from them, but look at where we are in the table. Look at where they are. We should have had well more than enough um, to at least get a point out of that. But you know what? They, des- they deserve not to get anything from that game. Yeah, this this. Having perspective isn't this due and then the same, but still what we saw today isn't good enough. So, you know, the Anfield Raps put a tweet out which, you know, rightly lords where we're at and where we've come from. You know, what we've done over the last year is incredible. But still today wasn't good enough and you can you know, both things can be true. This Liverpool side have been rightly lauded, this Liverpool side will rightly go down in history now, not just in this club. 
but you know wider than that for kind of what they've done over the last 12 months and more but tonight it just it just wasn't at those those standards and tonight for whatever reason they weren't able to defend well enough they weren't able to attack well enough they weren't able to apply themselves well enough and they just looked like a side who was a bit nice and a bit you know decent enough on the ball on occasions but a bit toothless and also not 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 steely enough at the back yeah, we we looked we looked a bit soft. We looked like a team who's. Uh, I, I don't want to say used to it going our way because there's there's been many games along the run that we've been on in which we've had to make that happen, including like just a few nights ago, yeah. um, where we've had to turn games round, roll our sleeves up, and 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 fight for that for for that with those three points. Um, but I think it has been. It's been widely said that this season Liverpool. It's not been often that we've we've blown teams away. Like we've we've always done enough, you know what I mean, and that enough has been good enough. Um, and I think tonight we we met a team who were they were they were up for the idea of um, of being the team that took the crown off us. Who who who. The growing confidence as it went. They, they, they? We've seen, but I've I've seen that. I said to you during our hot mic show earlier on that. That that's happened many a time during the season where we've we've seen teams growing confidence where it's been tight with us and they think they can get something out of it and within a blink of an eye all of a sudden we've scored and we're out of sight, um, but that hasn't happened tonight and I just I just think that perhaps we're we've just become a little bit soft in that regard um, not I'm, I'm not to a huge degree not to a point where I'm I'm well on top of them you know and giving them loads of of grief about it there's a reason why. This would have been a record stretch of wins today. There's a reason why that happened. I'm annoyed yeah. at myself to an extent. You know, Liverpool have had 18 wins uh, on the bounce. This would have been 19. This would have we've equaled the record. This would have set a new record. I looked at this. Might sound a bit Rob Gutman, but I looked at the uh, the, the the odds before today's game, and Watford were seven to one to win at home when we've won the last 18 games. So there was a, just a mathematical inevitability about the fact of at some point soon. We were going to lose. That just yeah. has to happen at some point. Yeah, if you, look at, if you, if you, if you treat, treat those odds as absolutely as truth, uh, and there's not a, no such thing as a poor bookmaker, uh, we'd defied the odds. Completely. And you, you said there, it's, it's not good enough. And it isn't good enough. It absolutely isn't good enough. But there is a reason why, historically, no one's gone 19 games on a winning streak. You know what I mean? There was always going to be a point, whether it was the 19th, the 20th, or the 21st, or the 20th, it was coming soon at some point. You know, it just defies all logic that we weren't going to get beat at some point. I think what Lizzie said, it was the manner, it was the way to get beat 3-0 by a relegation candidate. I think they lost the ideas, though. I think that's yeah. it. Like, I, I, I said after West Ham, like, I, I was sat on the ground and a 2-1, I've made me peace and I, I wasn't like as gutted as I am now as I was. So, sorry, I wasn't as gutted at 2-1 West Ham when they went 2-1 up as I am now. Obviously, it's full time and the, the manner we got beat. But I made me peace with the fact that we were being beat. But this today is just like... And and I and I I felt stupid afterwards. I thought, of course, they're not going to get beat. Like when I make me peace with being beat, like they they go they go go and do what Liverpool. They go and do what Liverpool do, and they done that on Monday. So when it went two nil, yeah, I 
I, I thought, no, I'm not going to have the, the being at peace with, with us getting beat mindset. I'm, I'm going to switch my mindset because we're going to get something, something's going to happen. And it just faded and faded. And they honestly looked clueless. And a lot of a lot of people will say the same thing. And, and I'm, I don't want to just keep regurgitating, but that game shows you where not only just Jordan Henderson, but James Milner, the two players we needed a leader there on the pitch, we needed a leader in midfield, and I don't think we had it. I don't think we had anyone to grab the game by the scruff of the neck. I don't do think anybody did do it. it. Yeah, keep hold of the ball. Yeah, um, we couldn't keep hold of it yeah, at all. Like, t- like I, we, we said to me at half-time, um, like, usually what happens in these games is they have a run, they have a spell, they get to 60, and they're absolutely done in. Yeah. That didn't happen today. No, it didn't happen today. We didn't today. do enough to tie them. And I think that is a frustrating thing, Lizzie, is the you know, we didn't make them work hard enough for that win now. You know, they've got the 3-0 win and I think all three of us have, have said, and if I am, it's so well now, that the Watford played well and look, they defended well. They were applied. They were everything Liverpool went in terms of their defending, front foot, sniffed out danger, you know, enjoyed the art of defending and, you know, and from a, from an attacking point of view as well, they were, they were you know, ambitious when they could be. They, they, they got men forward when they could, made good runs and, and deserve the win, but at the same time, we should be making it harder for them. We should be making it tougher, and, and they should be going off, going, you know, if they do win, go, oh, I put every ounce into that. I don't even think that was necessary. No, I, I, I don't think they did. Um, I don't think they did put every ounce. I think they looked a little bit defeated. I think the the absence of what one or two players, because I think Joe Gomez was a huge absence today. Yeah. I think that shows you when you're upset. You know, a back four who's who's been in the rhythm that they've been in, um, but you know, Dejan Lovren should be able to come in and, and do better than that. And and it's not just on him, by the way. That the whole team uh, would have fault for a lot of stuff. He will get focused though. He will get because you know he's he's we, we've had a settled back four and we've had a back four that performed well. And I think it was one conceding eleven before. Um, the last game where we won three yeah. two and that was seen it was a bit of a bad result but yeah. we won there and so so he's come in and it's gone wrong and so like you know for you know as you say you can't just blame him but like he just it, with Dejan he just feels like you know he's he's the, he's the man at the scene of the crime a lot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's always the one there I know God love him but it was it was just oh, it was poor all round it really was and I I produced the review um, for West Ham on Tuesday. And I can't remember who, who in the room said it, but they said, like, in that game, even though we didn't have Henderson or Milner, Andy Robertson um, was was leading by example in terms of the way he was running stuff. But name me one player that done that today. They didn't. And I think for the first 45, it was okay. And we, we were optimistic about the fact that we got to uh, half-time, nil-nil, um, because we usually come out off the half-times firing, really. And Wofford, <laughs> it was Wofford that done it. It was it was Wofford that wanted it more than us, I think. I think Liverpool were complacent today. I do. I think Liverpool were complacent today and thought they could handle it and basically they could see it out and they would get what they want from it. And it didn't happen. And, and I think it's a massive, massive shock to the system and even though they'll be made up to be the team that's beaten Liverpool and this stop this unbeaten run, for me, I don't even think we should be like that big edit about it. I think what's more important to, to them is three points. They're in a relegation battle. They they had to fight for something. Yeah. And I feel like Liverpool probably felt like they didn't. Just on Love and Stu, are you are you surprised to see him? Like obviously, he comes in for Gomez. Gomez can't play. We all hope he's back soon. Um, just because he's a great player. But he's jumped ahead of Matip there in the in the... 
in the pecking order, which seems a bit of a surprise to me, because it's Joe Matip who starts the Champions League finalist. Joe Matip who plays um, earlier in the season when Gomez's form kind of isn't quite there. And I know he loves it, a wild throw with Dejan Lovren in, but just as soon as we saw it at this game, you were like, oh, up against Troy Deeney, you reckon Troy Deeney must be licking his lips thinking, oh yeah, I love this fella. I know this fella, I'm all right against him. You know, you wouldn't say Matip's like, he's not, you know, physically dominant or anything. He's a passive guy, but a surprise to me to, because, to, you know, when people slag off Lovren, I always say he's fine for the fourth choice, but he, he's first changed there. And I don't think it worked and, you know, it might be a bit of hindsight and things like that. And you could have a good game today. Then everyone's like, oh, well done. But I just don't, I'm surprised to see him ahead of Matip there. And I'm, I'm not quite sure what the manager's thinking is. Yeah, I wasn't surprised because not because I think that Lovren is their choice, but I think because in my head Matip was playing on Tuesday, mm. so I thought that there was every chance therefore that if he wasn't going to pick pick one of Van Dijk or Gomez, which who I I thought he would pick both by the way, but if he wasn't going to pick one of them, I'm not surprised that Lovren came in. Um, I also think that the manager might have thought that Lovren might not have been in bad shout because he's a bit more aggressive than the Matip is and that might have suited the equation against against um, Troy Deeney but it probably doesn't you know the fact that the Matip is more passive um, might have been better you know in hindsight we, you know we've all got 20-20 hindsight in those situations but it might have been better that it was Matip who came in for him um, but the, the, the very fact that the that Lovren was picked didn't surprise me. Um, and the performance that Lovren displayed didn't surprise me, I suppose, either, because, you know, I think I said to you during the comments, it was like four seasons in one day with, with, with Lovren, and that, that's his career, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's his Liverpool career. Because his first half, we were saying how, how well he'd done. Um, I thought he, he was, in fact, he'd not just done all right in the first half, he'd done great in the first half, but in the second half, he was by far the worst player on the pitch by a long, long way. I mean, some of the antics that were going on were just bizarre. They were just mental that what was going on. Um, so, in general, in our performance, I thought that when you looked at our 1-11 and, and you include the, the, the subs, I didn't think anyone was terrible except him in yeah. that second half. I thought everyone was fine. They were okay. Whereas Watford were good. Their players were good, they were hungry, they knew what their game plan was, and they fought, like their lives de- lives depended on it. Um, whereas our lads were fine. There was no one apart from Lovren in that second half. There was no one you could think, oh, we had a terrible game. They all just did okay, they all just did fine. But no one was, was you know, ripping up any trees, really, do you know what I mean? Well, there's no one in form, is there, Stuart? No. And that's, and that's a concern thing, you know, and I don't want to look sort of too far ahead. There's going to be lots of shoes on the Anfield app you know, previewing Chelsea and beyond. But what concerns me about looking forward to a group of games which are sort of season-defining in a way, and, and it, you know, and that seems a funny thing to say when you're 20 points clear top of the Premier League. But, you know, there's, there's two knockout games coming up and that, that you know, that, that sort of start to, you know, to help decide whether this is going to be a, a groundbreaking, you know, incredible season or just a very, very good one. And 
I can't remember the last time where you could you couldn't say that one of our forwards wasn't in great form. So it's not always all of them, of course. But you know, you know, you normally always saying, "Oh God, Manny's flying at the moment," or "Or Salah scoring every week," and and the all three of them look a bit out of form at the moment. The midfielders, I'm not sure. Fabinho's looked right since he's come back for one reason or the other. Wijnaldum, I thought, started the game well, but then drifted out of it again. Obviously, Henderson's injured at the moment. Chamberlain get does that good performance off the bench, but then you know gets hooked again today. And then defensively, you know we've had the issues that we had today, and it does concern me that not just collectively we're not in great form, but individually there's no one to hold your hat on to go, yeah, but he's playing well. That that's a hundred percent right. I'm thinking of the last three games now, and I can't remember a midfielder who I've walked away thinking you were the best player on the pitch or the best midfielder on the pitch. Yeah. I can't think of a of a, a forward who I've thought in those games you were by far the best forward on the pitch. Our defence we've we've leaned on, we've leaned on over the you know the the past few months. I think we've we've managed to you know get a goal here there, uh, whatever. But we're not because we're not conceding much. That's been enough. But we need more from these lads now. Fabinho, since he's come back into the team, hasn't been the best defensive midfielder in the world, which he was before. Maybe he yeah. just needs a little bit of time, which is fair enough. Um, Henderson was incredible and was probably one of the best midfielders in the world, actually, when he's got injured. We've probably seen the best form of Jordan Henderson in the last three months that we've seen his entire career. Mm. And, you know, and. That's no slight on his the rest of his Liverpool career because I'm a massive Henderson fan. But actually, in the last three months, he's just been unbelievable. Um, and I think it, it is interesting what you say there about this is the business time of the season. This is this is the business end of the season because I said to you earlier on, and this sounds crazy. This sounds absolutely mad because I'd have ripped someone's arm off. For the idea of us winning a title, yeah. After you know, but we're we're in this crazy situation. Coronavirus aside, <laughs> let's just park that bus for a moment. More on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Let's just hope that you know, all of a sudden there's a cure. But but you know, that aside, we're in this crazy, unexpected situation after thirty years that we're going to have the title wrapped up in March, and. If we don't, therefore, win anything else, there's this weird situation of you kind of ending the season a little bit flat, and that sounds in- insane. And I and I realise it's dead controversial to say it, but I'm looking now to Tuesday and going, please pick a strong team, pick a strong team. I want to beat Chelsea. I want to still be in the FA Cup because you know the, the game against Atletico is by no means. Assured that we'll go through. We're in a difficult, very, very difficult oh, situation. No, we need to score here. twice. So we didn't look like scoring once in hours. We today. could have played till Christmas tonight yeah, and we wouldn't have scored. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, you know, it's it's just this insane situation where we're about to win a title, but we've got to make sure that we've still got something to fight for. At, oh, in May? I think it's easy to say that now, Stu, and I think we're, we're caught up. Obviously, this is so reactive and we're so emotional and because mm. we, we, we hold them up in such a high regard. And I think I, I get what you mean and saying it might turn out to be a bit flat, but you're trying to f- foresee something, aren't you, that hasn't happened. But I tell you what, when Jordan Henderson lifts that trophy against Chelsea, you will forget that this game yeah, has happened. And, and I realise and, and, and how you'll mad get that the sounds, moment. And, get and, and it's only because they've, they've made, you know, they, they've give us expectation because of how good they are and it, and it's a credit to every single one of them that we're this disappointed off yeah. the back of our first 
yeah. lost Listen, this season. I, I remember. And we're moaning about the fact it might not be in March and it might be in April. But you know what? It will be sound and you will feel everything no, that you want to feel you, in May right, I Lizzie, swear and, and I do I, listen I say this without any kind of I'm, it's not an, it's, it's not a throwaway remark it's, it's a really mixed emotions remark because I remember very well and listen I'm from Heighton, I, 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 I not a fucking another one. Right, I surrounded by them. I remember the last title win. I'm 41. You know, when Liverpool last lifted the title, I ran into my back garden, 11 years old, and kicked the ball around. And I didn't do a massive celebration because all I'd ever knew was Liverpool winning titles. Basically, mm. do Tina you know what plays mean? the Liverpool way and wins the championship in May. You know what I mean? So, I all I'd ever knew was Liverpool and Everton winning the title. That was really, that was my memories growing up. And in 1990, 11 years old, for me, it, it was going to happen again the following year. And if it didn't, it would happen the year after that. That was just the norm. But it's 30 years on, and this should be, this is incredibly special. This is like, this is amazing. It, it is incredible stuff. And I hate the fact that I'm saying, because we're going to have it wrapped up in March, I still want something to fight for in May. And I'm spoiled, I'm being spoiled. But... I still do. I think you, you want to fight for something in May. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I think the reason we're so disappointed is because of like where the game falls. I think John was spot on about the Chelsea and Atletico thing. But if I reckon if I put it to all of us now, if you had to choose a game to lose out of Atletico at home, Chelsea away and Watford away, you're choosing Watford away all day, any day. You're choosing the yeah, one yeah, where yeah, we're 22 yeah. points bloody clear in the Give league. Give me that horn Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Honest to God, we are 22 points Wasp. clear in the league. And... You would have chosen to lose in the league yeah. over one of them. And I think we're worried about the knock-on effect in terms of performance. But it's a whole different competition. Anfield will be up for it. They will want to bounce back against Chelsea. But I reckon, if because we were going to lose inevitably, no matter, it would have been in, in one of three competitions. I'm made up it's in this competition where we've got such a big buffer because, you know what, stuff records. I just want the trophy. No, you're right, you're right. And you, but, but the word that you said there was like was worried and that's completely right because at this point, we haven't played Chelsea and we haven't played Atletico yet. So at this point, I'm... Because we've just got to defeat. I, we've just had the defeat, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm and because know, the because I like I'm a Liverpool fan, you know what I mean. I'm just I'm just worried. That's all I I, I am. I'm worried, but I'm I'm ecstatic at where we are in in, in the league, and I'm, I'm ecstatic that hopefully coronavirus aside, we're going to win the league. But ultimately, <laughs> although I have confidence that we can do stuff against Chelsea and Let's Go, and I have confidence that. That we can we, we we can reach the targets that I think the Liverpool backroom was setting themselves this year, which was the league and the Champions League. We haven't done that yet, so it's just you know that inevitable fear that you have. I think as a as yeah. a fan, they'll be hurting tonight, those two. And I'm I hurting, think, John. Well, they'll be hurting. <laughs> More importantly, no offense. Um, you know, you saw Musala going off, trudging off the pitch. You know, Jurgen Klopp says said recently that the idea of losing makes him feel physically sick. Um, they'll be here and they'll want to bounce back, you know. Just because you want to bounce back doesn't mean necessarily you will, but I wouldn't be surprised if maybe there's a few of them going to them and saying, boss, baby, Tuesday, I want, I want to get this yeah. hobby system. You know, whoever does play on Tuesday will, will, will want to win. When it, you know, whether it's a league game, these a few of them have to wait till, till they play again. They haven't got to where they got in their careers and Liverpool haven't got to where they've got this season without... You know, hate and losing, hate and that. They'll, 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 they'll be going away thinking we've let ourselves down there. We want to put that right as soon as possible. And 
and that's where you do get some of your optimism from. Obviously, you get it from the fact that you know these boys have got goodwill in bucket loads, but also you get it from the fact that you know that you know we're annoyed here, we're we're criticizing the performance. They're going to be ten times more critical, looking around at themselves, looking at each other, and thinking. That doesn't happen again. Next time we're out, whether that's Tuesday, whether that's next week against Bournemouth, we put that right. Yeah, I think if um, I think if if the manager picks a near first choice choice eleven on Tuesday, I think we win. And I think we, to be honest, I think we completely dominate Chelsea because the reaction to to tonight's results. I think uh, there'll be a lot of lads in that dressing room who are hurting tonight, which which is actually the positive that I get from it. Which is what I'm hoping that gets them sharp again. Like I said at the beginning of the show, I hope that it gets everyone living on the nerves again and feeling that pain, feeling you know, have, having that reminder of what it is to lose, and knowing that they don't want to feel that that feeling again all season or for the rest of their lives. <laughs> hey, while they're wearing a red shirt, they never want to feel that feeling again. So you know, if, if he picks a a close to full strength eleven on Tuesday, I think we win. If he doesn't, if he goes with a youth team, I think that Liverpool could do without actually back-to-back defeats in that situation. If we go to go away to Chelsea with a youth team and Chelsea are fighting for the only trophy that they can win now, mm. to be quite honest, I, I, I fully expect Chelsea to play their first choice. They have 11. to. They, they have, have to. to. I think that the fact that we did get beat means that it will be full team. I think it has to dictate it personally. Other than maybe a couple who I think he owes it to in a way. Uh, I know he's the manager, he gets to say so, but he's very big on squad harmony. You know, the likes of Curtis Jones, Nico Williams, they'll be expecting to play. But I think what John said is is is, is right. And, and we've been talking about off the back of breaks, how bad we are, whether it's international. This was the midwinter. Norwich was, was a slog. West Ham was a slog, Atletico was a slog. This was this was no different. This this team works well on momentum and playing twice a week. Honestly, honest guards, we play our best football when we play twice a week, no matter how much he moans, Jürgen, <laughs> about rest and players and stuff. That's when we work best. It's just unfortunate that we've got the injuries we have at the minute. Because if we if we didn't, I reckon we'd probably be feeling a little bit better about it and, and some of the results might have been a bit different and the squads might have been a bit different for Chelsea. I think it's just really unfortunate that at this period of time, you know, we, we've got the injuries that we have and say today our bench wasn't strong enough. But one one quick point I wanted to make of it before we wrapped up and I, I don't know if it's me being too critical. I think Jürgen Klopp is unbelievable at game management and his substitutions. But for me... Personally, today, I didn't like the one where he took Oxlade-Chamberlain off. I think he looked more likely um, than a lot of people. Yeah. And he might have tied in the next couple of minutes, but at that moment, for me, I just didn't feel like... I, I didn't feel like that was right. I thought, as, as good as the front three are, when 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 they're having a stinker, probably Mane was the worst of, of all three. I mean, I'd never be shouting to get Mane off, to be honest, but I, f- I just felt like that was harsh on him and... and I feel like that he should have deserved to play, and um, and I don't know whether he should have done it differently or whatever. But that that's just my opinion on that one. I think even he's got. It's not just the eleven players that played today. Klopp's got to take some responsibility today for his selection. A lot of them probably, and maybe maybe um, a substitution. Klopp will look at him, well. Klopp will be looking at himself. Uh, the players will be looking at themselves as well, but. 
hopefully Liverpool match on. We've got another game Tuesday. There's plenty more to come from. And listen, if you are feeling down, just have a little look at that league table. Just have a little look at how fantastic it looks and just imagine how wonderful it's going to feel when we do lift that Premier League trophy. It's just going to take a little bit longer than maybe we wanted. But thanks a lot to Stu and Lizzie. Have a lovely Saturday night. Up the Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.